You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode 64 of your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie. And today, we are going to talk about the downside of a fenced-in backyard, part two. Now, part one is all the way back in episode 19. And there, I talk about the difference between your dog having enough physical exercise and your dog being bored, because sometimes a fenced-in backyard could cause that problem. And that is true for dogs of any age, from puppies all the way to adults. In fact, when I did that episode, I was inspired by behaviors that my own dog, Lucy, was showing. Now, I wanted to do this one because there's two more big reasons I want to talk about, and they've been coming up a lot. And then I saw this article, and it completely made sense to me. This article talked about how 33% of millennial homebuyers say the decision to buy a house was driven by their dog, by being able to fence it, have a fenced-in backyard for their dog. And yards that are fenced-in sell for 12% higher. And when I read this article, I was like, this makes so much sense, especially from what I am seeing. I feel like there has been more fenced-in backyards than I've ever seen before. Don't get me wrong, I am about to burst some bubbles, but I'm not saying don't get a fenced-in backyard. I'm not saying you're not going to be able to fence to use your fenced-in backyard. Full disclosure, I have a fenced-in backyard with a dog door. So my dogs pretty much have complete freedom most of the day. Not all of the day, and I'll talk about that as an example in a minute. But especially if you have a puppy, there are some training and things we have to do before we just let them loose. Okay, so a lot of times I'll say a fenced-in backyard is great for a dog, not so much for a puppy. But good news is, if you have a puppy right now, you're going to eventually have a dog, and that fenced-in backyard is going to be a great resource for you. The trouble is, is that a lot of us end up depending on it more than we should, well, because it's so easy. So that's what I'm here to talk about. Now, as I mentioned, I have two main reasons or two main categories, I guess, of why a fenced-in backyard can work against us. And if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, I'm really not going to talk about anything new. But maybe these things that I talk about a lot You aren't thinking about them in the sense of a fenced-in backyard because one is going to be giving your puppy too much freedom too soon and the bad habits that can develop from that. And fenced-in backyards can also completely ruin your recall, which applies to both puppies and adult dogs. So let's get started. So the number one mistake that new puppy owners make, and I've talked about this before, is that... They give their puppy too much freedom too soon. We think, okay, they're living in our house. To make them happy, we have to give them freedom. We have to give them the run of the house, the run in the living room, the run of the kitchen, the run of the backyard. 
where it's quite the opposite. We need to keep their world super small and safe until they earn that freedom through good habits and not destroying our things and not eating things that are dangerous or having accidents all over the floor. And what I think happens is when they're inside our house, it's more natural for us to keep their world small because all of our things are there because of potty training. And when we get out in the backyard, well, potty training isn't an issue because, well, they're outside. They can go wherever they want. And, you know, no, our things aren't out there, but there's still a lot of dangers out there. There's still a ton of things that they can eat, that they can pick up. They can start digging. They can start barking at their neighbors. And if you are not out there with them, you can't stop them from doing any of that. So if we just talk about puppies for a second, so young puppies just brought them home and they're learning the ways of the world, they're not making good decisions yet. They don't know what those good decisions are. We have to teach them what they are. And to do that, we have to be there with them. So I don't think any puppy under, I want to say under a year, but I'm going to say at the very, very, very least under six months old, this is definitely going to depend on your dog and the behavior and the training that you've done, should be outside by themselves. You know, we don't let them out and then watch them out of the kitchen window because we're not out there to stop them. A dog walks by, they're going to bark at the fence. There's pine cones all over the yard. They might start to eat them. Just like you wouldn't send a two-year-old out into the backyard and then watch them from a window, a young puppy's no different. And depending on your situation, even if you are out there with them, having them on a leash may also be completely appropriate. Because the point here is we want to have as much control over the situation as possible so we can teach our dog or our puppy what we want them to do. So let's talk about an older puppy or maybe a dog who has already developed some of these behaviors outside. Everything already applies here. If you want to change behavior... It's the same thing as if you want to teach one, because really that's what you're doing. You're just teaching an alternate behavior and you're trying to break a bad habit instead of preventing one from happening. This all applies. You got to be out there with them. It becomes harder because obviously we're in the habit of not being out there with them, but that's the only way to really change it. So let's go back to my dogs for a second in my situation. I have a fenced-in backyard. It's a pretty big backyard. It's about an acre. Um, It's technically two backyards fenced in together, but in the area of New Jersey I'm in, it's a significant backyard. And I also have a dog door. So my dogs have a lot of freedom during the day. They also have a terrible habit of barking at everybody that goes by, particularly dogs. If they even hear a dog go go by, they are out that door running back and forth between the houses barking at the dog. Now, I don't care. I don't care that they go out there and bark, but I know that I am in the minority of people. So if I did decide one day I wanted to change that, then I would have to close my dog door. They would not have access to it on their own outside. And when I did let them outside, I would have to go out there with them. Now, I would also have to put them on a leash because of 
the size of my yard, you know, when a dog goes by, they go to the far side of one house and then they run to the middle of the two houses and then they run to the far side of the other house. There's no control there. I would have to have them on a leash and stand by the fence waiting for dogs to go by to change their reaction. Now, exactly what I would need to do there, I'm not going to go into here because I actually have a barking episode coming out soon. But the point is because of that freedom, because my dogs have gotten to just make their own decisions and do what they want, they do have this habit of barking that they've developed that I just happen to not care about. Now, even with all the freedom they have, even the fact that they're older dogs, so they don't have all those puppy behaviors like eating things, you know, I trust them out there. You know, even Lucy is a digger, but I've gotten her to the point where there are three spots in the yard she is allowed to dig and she sticks with them. Every once in a while, she will find a new spot, but that's on me because I'm not out there with her. But I also have to make sure that I bring specifically Lucy inside during the day. Now, this is exactly what I talk about in episode 19. So I'm not going to go into it here, but it has to do with when we depend on our backyard for our dog's exercise. So if we just let our dogs in the backyard and they get plenty of exercise because they get to run around all day, yes, they're getting that physical exercise, but the lack of structure and the lack of seeing new things like going for a walk can have side effects. So that's what that episode talked about. So if you want more on that, just head over to episode 19. And I will link to that in the show show notes. So you might ask, well, when can I use this beautiful fenced-in backyard? You know, because there's rainy mornings and cold evenings and just busy days where your fenced-in backyard is going to be such a resource for you. So a rough rule of thumb can be If you are not comfortable with leaving your puppy inside your home, unsupervised, with nobody home, free range, if you're not comfortable with that, then you should not be comfortable with doing that in the backyard. Going back to maybe you have an adult dog with some bad habits, well, you're out there with them until those habits are improved. Because what will happen is you go out there, And maybe you're working on barking in the backyard and you work with them, you get some improvement, and then the next day you just let them out by themselves because, well, that's our habit and it's so much easier and we have a busy day and they start barking again. Well, then all the work you just did the day before is erased. So that's also why it's so, so important to do all of this training and restrict this freedom now So we don't have to do that later because it's harder to break a habit than it is to prevent one. But sometimes we don't see that until the habit is there. Okay, so my second main reason that I wanted to talk about is recall. Now, I mean, it's it's really still, it's almost like a subcategory of this too much freedom too soon because what happens is your dog will develop bad habits that affect their recall. Because what happens is when a dog is loose in the backyard and you don't have a leash on them and you don't have any control on them and you call them to you, there is absolutely no incentive for them to listen to you. And they learn that very quickly. This is also where they'll learn if they have something in their mouths, they stole something, they can run to the other end of the yard. You will never catch them. And they learn that very quickly. And there's nothing you can do about it. 
you have no control. So it's the same idea where so many times we give them the freedom and then try to teach them recall, where we need to teach them a recall to be able to give them that freedom. So this might mean using a long line for a little while. You know, you want them to have a little bit of space to run around, but you don't want them to develop this bad habit. Because what happens is how many times do we call our dog in our own backyard? We usually only do it to bring them inside. So that's where you get the dog who like will keep sniffing and ignore you for maybe 30 seconds or so and then decide to come in or not come in at all or come to the door and sit just an arm length away from you or run to the other end of the yard. And then they learn to do that outside the backyard because they're like, my human can't catch me. Watch this. I have found, and this is from my own experience, you know, I talk about studies and, and things all the time, but I this is from my own experience, my own anecdote, is that I have noticed that dogs who don't grow up with a fenced-in backyard, like say grew up in an apartment or a condo or just didn't have a fenced-in backyard and had to be on a leash outside all the time, those are the ones with the best recall as an adult. Because they spent the first part of their lives when they were learning all of these new rules, they when they were going through their rebellious stage, they didn't have a choice. They had to stay six feet from their owner. So as they grew up, that's all they knew. So they still don't go very far. Now, of course, it comes down to temperament as well. There's those dogs that it does not matter. The second a leash comes off, they're taking off. And there's also those dogs that it doesn't matter. They don't, they're not going to wander more than 10 feet from their human. But in general, this is the pattern that I've seen because they never learned that I can run for my human and get away with all this fun stuff. Okay, again, if you have a puppy, this is a reason not to let them loose in the backyard just yet. And if you are having this trouble, if you're like, oh, that's what's happening, then a couple hacks I have for you. One, get that long line. Bring them out for a long line. And if they're outside, even if they just drag it around. So you have that control. So when they don't listen to you, you can reel them in. They stop having that choice of not listening. What I also want you to do is be outside with them and call them to you, praise them, give them attention, give them a treat, give them a ball, you know, whatever it is, and then send them back to what they were doing. And you do that like 20 times while you're outside with them. Call them to you, fall all over them when they come to you, and then let them go back to what they're doing. And if you do find yourself in a place where you have to get them inside, you have to go to them. Unless you are 100% sure they're going to come to you, you got you have to go to them. Worst comes to worst scenario, get that treat and bribe them. I would rather you bribe them with the treat than call them and have them learn that they don't have to listen to you. It's not the ideal situation, but it's the if you don't have another choice. Okay, so that's why I wanted to touch base on this again because I'll say it again, I'm not against fenced-in backyards at all. They're wonderful. They're amazing. They're so good for for dogs. One, it's not the end of the world if you don't have a fenced-in backyard because there's a lot of advantages to that. And two, before you let your dog loose in the backyard and take advantage of it, especially if you have a young puppy, there is training you have to do or else it will backfire. For a lot of us, it comes down to the fact that you don't have a dog right now. You have a puppy. And that is all I have for you today. If you are enjoying this podcast, you can rate and review it wherever you listen to podcasts. And that helps other puppy owners find it. 
If you want to continue training with me, I have both in-person and virtual sessions. And of course, I have my puppy course, Your Perfect Puppy, which you can find all the information at playtimepause.com forward slash puppy. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be speaking with you soon. Bye for now.